Losing Weight to Gain Control Today's episode, To Keto or Not to Keto Welcome to today's episode of the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast to encourage you on your weight loss journey. It doesn't matter if you're at the beginning of, in the middle of, or at maintenance because we all need some encouragement. And if you want some extra encouragement, you can follow me on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash thegwenalexander. And I try to post things that I do to try and stay on track and some of the challenges that come up during the journey. You can also visit my website, thegwenalexander.com, and there are several resources to help you along your weight loss journey. You can sign up to receive the Losing Weight to Gain Control 14-Day Get Started Guide, and it will help you to think about some things including how to find patterns in your eating habits. And you can also purchase an autographed copy of the book, Losing Weight to Gain Control, while there, and an electronic copy of Losing Weight to Gain Control Believe and Achieve journal. Because losing weight isn't just about food and exercise. It's about looking at your life and creating one that you don't have to use food to escape from. Over the last few years, I've been adjusting my food plan, and part of it is my body is changing, and part of it is I have health conditions, and now I'm on medications that affect my body. And one of the reasons I made an adjustment to my food is my body cannot process sugar or carbohydrates like it used to. I'm always studying different food plans to find ideas of things to eat and how and if they would be a good fit for me to fit, fit into my meal plan. And I remember a few years ago when I kept seeing the word keto, K-E-T-O, show up in my Facebook feed, I finally had to Google it to find out what it was. And many of my friends were eating this way at that time. Many products started to be marketed as keto-friendly. And then there were blogs that started to appear about how to live the keto life. So I began to research, what is this and why does it sound so familiar to me? This plan where you can eat lots of meat and eggs and you would limit your vegetables and fruit intake. Then I started thinking, I think it was back in the 90s when um, that what was called the Atkins diet was the big thing. And it was so popular at that time that fast food restaurants began serving burgers with no bun. Uh, bread sales, I think, even started to go down. And Atkins had, and they still have their own line of products today. And at that time, though, they had a low-carb bread, and I think it was almost 4 or $5 a loaf. That was a lot of money back then when you were used to paying maybe 99 cents for a loaf of bread. I remember people at that time loving the fact they could eat all the meat and eggs and cheese that they wanted. Now, the Atkins diet was introduced originally in the 1970s by Dr. Robert Atkins, and it's what's called a low-carbohydrate and high-protein diet. In the Atkins plan, here's how it worked. You had four phases. Phase one, I think is what they call induction, and from what I could find online, it's when you have under 20 grams of carbs per day for two weeks. You eat high fat, high protein with low carb vegetables and like leafy greens. 
and this was going to kickstart your weight loss. And then phase two, you would slowly add nuts and low-carb vegetables and small, small amounts of fruit back into your diet. And then phase three was when you were close to your goal weight, you would add more carbs until your weight loss slowed down. And then phase four was your maintenance phase. And that's when you could eat as many healthy carbs as your body can tolerate without regaining the weight. Now, that's just an overview of how the Atkins diet worked. The keto diet, from what I found, was actually developed in the 1920s and was something that was used by doctors at the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota to treat people that had epilepsy. And I had kind of heard this before. And it seemed that the patients who had low blood sugar had fewer seizures. So that's why this type of food plan was introduced for those types of patients. And then here's some information I found from, it was womenshealthmag.com. And this is how they describe the keto diet. In quote, patients follow a meal plan that's 60 to 75% fat, 15 to 30% protein, and 5 to 10% carbs, which sends their body into a state called ketosis. When they hit this state, their body breaks down fat into organic compounds called ketones, which, if, which it then uses for energy. And since, their, and since their body doesn't have it at first choice for, their body doesn't have its first choice for energy carbs, it kind of sort of thinks it's starving. And that ends the quote for that article. And at Atkins diet, you go through a type of ketosis in the first phases, it seems. And then as you progress, you add more carbs to the point your weight loss stops and then you maintain. I've never done a complete low-carb food plan. I've used some recipes from Atkins over the years and also the keto plans. If you look at my Pinterest board, I have a low-carb board that has some of these recipes in it. And some I liked. Some of these recipes I liked. Some of them I didn't. And many of the recipes out there for keto, they have a lot of cheese. They call for cream cheese, sour creams, which may sound yummy to a lot of people. But I'm lactose intolerant, so eating that stuff will make my stomach not feel very good. I've tried one of the cauliflower pizza crust, and it was good, but it had cheese in it. And so the next day, I wasn't feeling the best. And what I have done is adopted some of the dessert recipes. I've noticed many of the dessert recipes use coconut flour or almond flour, uh, coconut milk, like the ones that come in cans are used for a lot of the recipes for desserts. And then finding a sugar substitute that works for you. And many of the recipes for keto on Pinterest will let you know what type of sugar substitute that the author of the recipe used so that you could either use what they have or they'll try to tell you if you use a certain type, how much you need to use of yours. I use one called Sola, S-O-L-A. I seem to like it. Um, it doesn't come in very big bags, so right now I don't use a lot of it, but um, it seems to be working for me right now. Also, unsweetened coconut flakes are used in some of the dessert recipes. And the great thing about today is you can find a lot of this stuff, like the coconut flour and the almond flour, flour at your local grocery store, or you can find it at Walmart or Super Walmart. I just bought a large container of coconut flour and also almond flour so I don't have to run to the store as often. I've made some cookies with them and the next time I might try a little bit different is maybe 
putting the flower through a, my, my magic bullet to get it a little finer. I saw someone recommend this on one of the comments in Pinterest. So I'll see if that makes a difference in the cookie texture. Now you can find cheaper low carb type breads today. You don't have to try and make your own or, or pay $5 for a loaf of bread. And the one I buy says it has 12 net carbs per two slices. Oh, and what's a net carb? A net carb is the amount of carbohydrates a food has when you subtract the total fiber from the total, total carbohydrates. For example, if what are you eating, if you're, what you're eating has 15 grams of carbohydrates per serving, and then it also has 5 grams of fiber, then it has 10 net carbs. And the reason the fiber is subtracted is the fiber is not used by your body, is my understanding. So it doesn't affect your blood sugar. What I have been doing is not considered a low-carb food plan. I still eat about maybe 100 grams of carbs a day. I've even gotten down to about 60, uh, which for me was a big deal. When I go out to eat, if I want rice, I eat rice. And a cup of rice has about, and this is white steamed rice, has about 40 grams of carbohydrates in it. But it's not something I eat all the time. Something else I started doing is having raw broccoli or cauliflower for a snack with some light ranch dressing. And then I make my own protein bars. And sometimes, you know what? I eat a sandwich from Subway or we have a local Jimmy John's. I eat vegetables. I eat fruits that might not consider be low carbohydrate. My favorite fruits are watermelon. I love cantaloupe. And I've created a plan for me that fits into my life and it doesn't feel like I'm giving up anything. Now, like I said, the reason I started adjusting my plan was to see if using sugar substitutes and eating low-carb desserts would help my lupus symptoms. And it seems to help, so I'm going to keep going with what I'm doing for now. And I still eat lean meats like chicken breast with no skin and lean ground turkey and fish like tilapia. I just don't add all the cheese and sour creams and things like that. And I've never been a big pasta eater, so that really hasn't been much of a struggle for me if, you know, car carbohydrate that you like is pasta. It just seems if I tell myself, you, like, you can't have that, then guess what I want all the time. But if I just at least keep it down to a serving, it seems to work for me. Now, the information that I'm sharing with you today isn't to say you need to change your food plan and go all keto. What I am doing is presenting you with information that may help you decide what food plan would be best for you with where you are right now. My philosophy is there is no one food plan that fits everybody at every stage of your life. If keto is the right food plan for you, well, try it. Maybe it is. I'm not saying you shouldn't try it, but think of this. Are you going to keep it up for the rest of your life? Take time to study about it before you incorporate it into your life. Whatever way you plan to lose the weight is what you will have to modify over time to keep it off. Also, something else you may want to think about is talking to your doctor or your health professional before you start a, a low-carb food plan. You may have health issues that you don't realize that this might actually make them worse instead of making them better. One thing I've noticed also over the last was it two or three years since this came out is I don't see many people talking about keto much on my Facebook feed anymore. I mean, I remember, I don't remember the exact years, but over the years of diets or, you know, food plans that come out, I remember when hearing about the South Beach diet, there was the Mediterranean diet, 
there is paleo, there is the low fat and uh, all kinds of stuff, things that would that were presented to us. And I want you to be informed about the choices that you make and how you are going to take care of yourself. The best food plan you can choose is the one that lets you enjoy the foods that you love while not stressing over every bite of food that you put into your mouth. Here's another quick story, and this just happened yesterday. Our town is having this huge craft fair and garage sales over the next two weekends, and then that means there's also lots of food vendors. So there's things like funnel cakes, pulled pork barbecue, corn dogs, tenderloins, and there's these huge things of meat and hamburgers. And I was going to buy one of these items for my lunch yesterday, and I was just going to enjoy it, you know, eat what I could and bring the rest home. As I walked around to figure out which one I was going to buy, I realized I really didn't want any of them. It, there was just no appeal to it. And I didn't want it because it was going to put me over my calorie limit for the day. I was, I really just didn't want it. And I knew after I ate it, my body would probably not feel its best anyway. So I just went home and ate something. Have you tried the keto diet? Did you like it? Did you not like it? What were some of the highlights of it? And then what were some of maybe your struggles? I'd like to know. You can email me, Gwen at thegwenalexander.com. Or you can contact me through my website, thegwenalexander.com. And click the contact button and leave me a message that way. You can also send me a message through Facebook at Alexander. And today's quote that I'd like to leave with you is this. And that quote is, It's not a short-term diet. It's a long-term lifestyle change. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program. 